Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. As always and forever, I am Chez. And I'm Miguel. I'm Rod. And this is a first for the Legion. It's our first post-selection episode. Hopefully we have many more to come. And that's pretty epic, considering it'll be one every four years. Um, And it looks like the blue guy won, uh, (laughs) Mr. Biden. And, well, from the looks of it, we'll see how that pans out by January, see if that's still the case. And on the heels of that, the Legion will be getting into some deep and heavy comic-based political science later on in this episode. We're going to discuss the things that matter, and you're going to see why they matter, because in the comic book world within that realm, politics are important. And it's not shit that people think about often because they take it for granted but there's definitely all those political systems exist within the comic book world and today a bit later in the episode we're definitely going to get into that um but yeah in the news um we spoke about this a few episodes ago um javisha leslie was cast as batwoman um after miss ruby rose had decided to quit um and we got our first look as batwoman guys what do you think and it was like the first because we had gotten already a look. Right. But I think this is like the first like official official look. Right. And the costume looks um, different. Right. Than 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 the than what uh, what was her name? Ruby Rose costume. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. I look I think it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it's a little different. It looks more like 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 more tactical, I think. And I mean, hopefully this makes the show good, you know, with Tommy Elliott slash Bruce Wayne running around and a new Batwoman, maybe, you know, it'll be worth watching this time. Yeah, the one thing I was concerned about is, um, all right, so with Batwoman in the comics, she has like a flaming red mane of hair, you know what I mean? And that's just a distraction from who she really is outside of the suit because she doesn't have any flaming red hair. Now, with Miss Leslie... I noticed that her hair is a tad different. Are they going to go that same route or is she going to have the same hair outside of the suit also? Because I noticed that there's some like red highlights. So is she going to have like a different hairstyle when she's not Batwoman or is she going to keep the same hairstyle in suit and out of the suit? Like, is that a wig while she's Batwoman is my question. Are they going to continue the same identity? Yeah, I, I liked I watched the pilot of the first season and I like the fact that she put she puts on the wig to let people know that that's not Batman doing these things. Right. It's a new yeah. person and it's a it's a woman. Right. So I like the way that they uh, play meshed that into the, the plot itself with a uh, Javicia. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a, a stylistic thing. I, I'm guessing that's her actual hair. So it's not part of the disguise. You know, it's cool. Because, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of easy to identify her when she's out of the costume as a vigilante? But yeah, but look at Nightwing, though. Right? He's always running around, like, with minimal facial covering. So uh, you got to, you know, suspend this belief <laughs> right. for a moment. <laughs> you got to think about, like, like the Robins, right? All Robins yeah, is all just, like, Robins. trust that, you know? Like Which I, I really liked when they included the hood. They started including the hood with Damian Wayne. And then they started using the hood in uh, Arkham City for Tim Drake Robin. I'm like, that's a great addition to the character's look. Because now he's, 
you know, and also like, yeah, if there's a sniper on a roof, okay, look what happened to Nightwing, right? Then he gets shot in the shot by KGBs yeah. because he had no head covering. <laughs> exactly. like, I like the fact that the hood gives him a tactical, yeah. you know, protection, you know, yeah. I mean, come on, like Batman, his whole fucking shit is covered. My only thing is that like, when it came to Nightwing and the other Robins, um, outside of the Domino Mask, I think that's that style of name for Mask is called, they're pretty generic looking dudes. Like they all just have very short hair. You know what I mean? Like they're very, like, albeit all handsome and like genetic specimens, because for some reason that's part of the recruiting process to be part of the Bat family. <laughs> you have to have great genetics, but it's like, they're all very generic. If that's her same hairstyle out of the costume, she can easily be picked out because at the end of the day, what she's doing is illegal as a vigilante. It could be like, yeah, it was someone with like really puffy high volume hair and red highlights in between. Yeah, look, that's her right over there. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. I do think, I would hope that they do because I do think, I haven't read much Batwoman. I started reading not that long ago um, and I think that's kind of what she does. And I, when I read, obviously, uh, Kate Kane in, in, the, in the Detective Comic books, um, but like, it, and that's what she does, right? She, it's a wig that she adds on. Like, it's yeah. not her actual long hair. And I think it'd be cool if they keep that up, you know, that it's like a wig, <laughs> even if it's like something so minimal difference as like the highlights or without yeah. highlights, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, oh. And, and I just want to make it known, hashtag uncanceled chess. I'm not anti-natural hair. Like, I'm fine with the natural <laughs> hair being a wig as part of her Batwoman costume. It just can't be the same hairstyle in and out of the suit as per the whole Batwoman lore. That's what I'm saying. Pro-natural <laughs> hair, but you have to be practical about it. That's, Damn, that's I wasn't... I wasn't even thinking that you meant that, dude. But now, now I'm worried, dude. <laughs> Jesus, Chess. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. I'm so controversial because I'm so woke. I mean, you have a point there because uh, for the fans that read uh, Heroes in Crisis, was as Tom King and and uh, Clay Mann, right? Right. They they gave Batgirl a new look where she has minimum mask now. It's just basically two the two bat ears and like a minimal domino mask. And it's like James Gordon's like, yeah, Batgirl, good job. Like, that's his daughter. <laughs> like, that's Word. basically her. Word. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's why you got to add a little bit. Like, yes, like, I want to, you know, I'm going to suspend this belief because obviously it's like these are people in tights just jumping off of rooftops. But it's like Very true. at least a little bit like, you know, because, for example, like, it's, it's like that whole Superman shit, right? Like. You know, like just his glasses, just oh, Clark Kent and Superman. Exactly. Like, like let's not do that with the Bat Family, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's give him a little bit more of a of a twist. Yeah, that one, that one, I've always had an issue with, man. Like, like I get it. Superman is the OG superhero, like he's the archetype. But it's like, damn. Like, I felt like everyone's intelligence has always been insulted on that one. Is like, wow, wow. It really is just frames on his face it's the same guy and obviously not to divert you know because we're going to talk about this at some future episode because i haven't read about this but you guys know right this was big news before we started the the podcast that superman came out as clark kent in the comic books and like his identities revealed and all that and it was there was a big deal of with bendis's run i haven't read it yet because i've been waiting for it to basically uh, uh land on the dc universe app oh, sure. um and, and so I'm curious to see how they do it, right? And I, I hope it's because of something so simple as like, oh, right, this is dumb. <laughs> you know, like, and just see. But I loved it, though. Like, I did like that it was part of Superman's 
mythos, right? That just the the, the glasses were his, his his like fucking mask, you know? Yeah, but, that, that's one thing I'll give it to Marvel Comics. Their stories age better, right? Because you still have, um, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot outside of a movie theater in a dark alley. All the and, and time. Then, and then you have All Dick Grayson. The time. I don't know if there's even circuses anymore. Like, is that a still a thing? <laughs> but with these, I mean, with Marvel, I mean, like, they like they make their stories modern easily. Like, look at oh. Iron Man and things like that. For a modern Nightwing, it has to be like Cirque du Soleil or something yeah. like that. You have no animals. You can't hurt it. <laughs> and he has to be Brazilian. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or Italian. I think I don't know exactly, but it's gotta be something. And speaking of um, interesting um, updates on origins, and being also politically correct, I wonder how they're gonna address um, what's going on with Oscar Isaac when hopefully it's confirmed that he's cast as Moon Knight. Because Ooh. if I'm not mistaken, um, I forgot what's his real name. Mark Spector. Yeah, Mark Spector. Doesn't Hell he yeah. deal with like some like em- either I think it's like emotional issues or like a mental imbalance of some sort? I hope that gets addressed correctly or as correctly as it can be in- with today's impossibly high standards. Word. I think that his mental health uh, has been a big part of his run uh, in all the different books. I haven't read all the different runs of Moon Knight. I've read some key ones. Like there's a one by Brian Michael Bendis and and uh, uh alex malib which is one of his like key you know artists that he works with he did this daredevil run together and th- that moon knight was was really good and i do think a thing with mark specter is that it's kind of thing like before it seems like because bef- his his origin right is that he dies and then you know this ancient conchu uh <laughs> it's named like a, a, a egyptian god the, the, the sorry, moon yeah. the moon moon god that brings him back to life and then but then he has like multiple personalities and like but like like but in a weird way like it's he's just like he he he's different people like in this big run by Brian Michael Bendis this multiple personalities uh presented itself as he he thought that he he was Wolverine that he was Captain America and then he was Spider-Man at the same oh, wow. time yeah at the and, same time yeah like he would <laughs> switch character like it was weird it, it, but it was really cool but then, like some sometimes, I think it's also they're saying, well, it's because of what happened to him that he died and came back, and it's kind of like Conchu fucking with his head. It's a little bit interesting, but like I would definitely love to see it how it it plays out, and I would love to see Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Yeah, um, the one thing I've been thinking about over time is, especially the way you broke it down like that, it just you just can't help but wonder why would the other heroes slash vigilantes kind of like allow him to even operate that sounds more like a hazard you know what i mean like he's <laughs> just like out there just and mind you for those uh, for those of you who don't know um aside from the brief origin story that miguel gave moon knight's power set includes you know like um top tier human conditioning you know like um he's one of the best martial artists on the planet like probably like top 10 top 15 something like that he's um he's like a master of like a whole array of different weapons including like ancient egyptian weaponry and shit like that so it's like having a guy like that with like all that like all that stuff going on on top like, does that sound like something other heroes want? Like, I hope that gets addressed in a practical way. I mean, it can't be worse than having, like, Frank Castle running around, right? <laughs> no, but wait, 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 wait. At least Frank Castle's focused, you know what I mean? He's crazy, but he's one dude. And, like, 
Frank, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing for Frank Castle. You guys know I have a soft spot for the Punisher. It's not like he's a liability. He's hyper-focused. Frank Castle's like having a laser out there. He's not a loose cannon, if you think about it. Is that like all that shit like that he's chaotic? That's all propaganda. I think he's the definition of a loose cannon. (laughs) (laughs) I think like the most loose cannon character in Marvel is Frank Castle. Not at all. Not at all. I, I I'm pretty sure if you read the scripts of, of the Punisher <laughs> movies, one of them says loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I just to side with Chess a little bit here, actually. Is like, I think I guess what you're saying, because at least with the Punisher, he's predictable. You know, I think you know what kind of chaos he's gonna do, you know, create, you know, who he's gonna go after. Like it's kind of you don't really have to worry too much that the Punisher's all of a sudden is going to start killing heroes, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, know? he's but, not going to lose it. Like, he's yeah, not exactly. crazy. It's well, like, he's, 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 he's not, not he's not. No, 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 you know what, you know what? Okay, I'll put, I'll put Frank Castle on that shit that people put the Joker in, where he's like, he's super sane. You know what I mean? That What? Bu- that bullshit term that gets thrown around with the Joker. That, that, um, one of his, like, powers, for lack of a better term, that he has, like, super sanity like he's aware that he's a comic book character that fourth wall breaking shit except that frank castle's not that far but it's like he's not insane wait i want to break this down a little bit more because i don't know what you're talking about like i i think yeah, you've you mentioned this that? before but like no not really what are you talking about what is this fourth wall breaking deadpool ability that he has like what's no, this yeah, yeah yeah it's a thing that like we need fact joke- checkers on this yeah, yeah like the joker and deadpool have like the same ability it's called um super sanity or something like that where they're aware that they're comic book characters that's where they're able to break what? the fourth wall yeah shut up that's not yeah. canon like where, where, no, no, when no, no, has... yeah. yo there's been iterations of joker where that's part of like his power set you can even wikipedia that shit like on like the official like 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 the joker profile like he, he, he even on like the like the fandom wiki or whatever he has like it's part of like who he is Bro, the most insane character in DC Comics, you're saying, is the most sane character. Oddly enough, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find verification on this. That's the thing. And we'll circle back to that. Have you heard about that, Rod? Like, did did you know this? I thought it was just like a joke that he thinks he's sane, but I I don't know. Not (laughs) saying that he's sane by practical terms, but like he understands like shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard to describe. I don't know. I, like, it, it's hard to put into a concise manner. Maybe after he put on the mask in that crossover comic book, he, that's when he probably became Super Saiyan, right? Possibly. That was like, the, that was like yeah. the meta Uber Joker. Yeah, word. that's a total possibility. Yeah, that, that's a total possibility. <laughs> but yeah, like, I just wonder how, like, that's going to get addressed, having a guy as unstable as um, Mark Spector out there. Man, I just want to see the costume. Yeah, I want that it. first look image so I can just drool over it. Oh my God. Yes, yes. And actually, this leads to one of the other points wait, we wanted wait. to mention. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> I have a thing. I have a thing. Um, I just thought of a beef I have. I literally just came up with a beef. So this being the political science episode, I want to address some socioeconomic issues I've noticed within comic book though. So Mark fucking Spector, if I'm not mistaken... It's a billionaire playboy, right? I don't know about a playboy, but he is oh, a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Tony Stark, like yep. Bruce Wayne, like Oliver Queen, like Hank Pym. Not a billionaire, but a millionaire, I'm sure, because of patents and shit. Like, 
What's up with only the rich guys getting picked by deities and destiny and having greatness thrust upon them? Like, we need more Peter Parker-esque broke dudes out there being great. Hell yeah. We need some fucking equal opportunity. We need some more heroes from the middle class. That's BS. Actually, now that you mentioned that, that's also why, well, he's not necessarily middle class technically, but I'm thinking I cannot wait to see the showdown, hopefully, uh, between Moon Knight and Daredevil, right? Because like Daredevil is that the other, he's not fucking rich, he's a lawyer, right? So obviously he makes money. Matt Murdock has money though. Nah, but he but a lot of the work that he does as a lawyer is very uh uh como he said like that's not like he doesn't do corporate law and stuff like that and he's like he doesn't do he's one of the good lawyers you know the ones that make money obviously but not like ridiculous amounts not Tony Stark money you know. I'll put it like this though I don't put him in the upper tax bracket but I think Matt Murdock would have to worry about Biden's tax plan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit, but he would be for Biden's tax plan. He'd be okay. Yeah, he would. He would. He would. He would. But he what would. I'm saying, like, so that would be dope, right? Because that's the other news to mention, right? That we're very excited, right? That apparently, what is it? At the end of 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 the month, right? At the end of December. It's in November or December that the rights of Daredevil go back to Marvel. So my God, like from Netflix giving it back to Marvel, Ooh. yo, man, if they with New Night coming out. If they bring Charlie, please bring Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. If they don't, if Disney doesn't bring back Charlie Cox, it will show an amount of hubris. It will show like a biblical amount of hubris on their part. Like, yo, you really think you could cast better than that? Like, really? No. No, you can't. Unless they bring back Ben Affleck. Word. I'm going to (laughs) say that they're going to recast. I'm going to say that they're going to, so that the Netflix shows aren't canon, which they aren't. They're, they're going to go a different direction entirely. And I don't think Daredevil's going to appear in Spider-Man either, like people are speculating. Because I don't think that Daredevil's part of that Sony Spider-Man package, you know, of all those characters that they got the film rights for. And Marvel's, I mean, unless they come with come up with some type of deal, I don't see Kevin Feige giving Sony that one. I mean, they gave him Doctor Strange. We'll see what happens. Well, it's not that they gave them, right? It's it's, it's that allowed you know, them to use, yeah. right? Exactly, because it's still within the MCU right. universe, and so they're allowed to kind of go back and forth. But uh, yeah, but exactly like what you're saying, this is going to be the first time we're going to have key MCU characters in in the Spider-Man movie versus Spider-Man in the MCU movies, right? It, so that'll be a big deal. I hope I on, I honestly think <laughs> from a financial point of view given it, it's COVID, right? It's hard times financially. <laughs> that I think it would be smart for them to say it. they were canon, the Netflix shows, because they weren't just Netflix, right? They were uh, com- kind of like Spider-Man and, and with, with Sony and, and, and Marvel, where net, the Netflix shows were with Marvel too, right? And so they could just, because come on, like you guys had great shows, great fucking characters. Like Chess said, why go through all the problem of recasting? Because even yeah. honestly, I would rather have... A, a season four of Daredevil than than a She-Hulk, you know, show, you know, or like a, a, a Miss Marble show, you know, like which I'm like, I that be fun shows, but okay. For example, even this, would you prefer season four Daredevil? Right, we get to see what happens with Bullseye and and Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, or the season premiere of Moon Knight. What would you prefer? But we could have all of that shit at once, though, because remember. Yeah, throw in a season four of Daredevil, right? But 
it's it's gonna go off of Netflix. So it'll be a season one of Daredevil on Hulu and Disney Plus, but with Charlie Cox. And what do you do in that season one? You introduce, oh, and I hope that she gets confirmed as a casting. You bring in She Hulk because she's also a lawyer. Yeah, they could be working too. on opposite sides of a case in the courtroom. You bring her into the work into that universe. Bam, that's it. That's done. Then um, it would be essentially Daredevil, She-Hulk, and Bullseye in one season. I could see all that shit working out with like her being like his main adversary in the courtroom, but becoming an ally. She becomes um, you know, like her her hero character of She-Hulk towards the end of the season while he battles Bullseye. Then the season after that, you also introduce Miss Marvel to the world. I don't know, some crazy shit as like a paralegal part-time. I don't, I don't fucking know. All right, the only way I'm down for that is if it's integrated, the Netflix universe via Hocus Pocus from uh, whatever Wanda's gonna do in her show and in Multiverse of Madness. I think that the Netflix universe should be separate, like an Earth 2, and if they want to fuse them, like using, you know, a good plot device, yeah. Otherwise, I say that it should have like an entirely different um, Matt Murdock, Damn. Cage. Damn. Why are you hating on Charlie Cox, though? No, nah, just make movies. Just make no. movies. I mean, nah, man. I, 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 would, like you I would not be mad at a Defenders movie with the no, all new Luke Cage. All new Daredevil. Damn, man. I didn't know Everything. you had so much hate this morning. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hating. The only thing with that Charlie. No, go for it, go for it, go for it. We're, we're, we're like riled up by this. It's not canon, guys. It's not canon, those shows. I'm sorry to break it to you. No, because come on, I'm thinking because I think they are canon because there were moments, at least especially in the first season, where they do address events in the MCU. You know, they address the, the, the big alien attack of the of the of the in the first Avengers movie, you know, and that kind of stuff and the destruction. And they mention like Iron Man and stuff like that in passing and like in Jessica Jones and other shows. So they are within that world, kind of the same way that I feel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still is in that world. So I think you don't necessarily need full-on Hocus Pocus to, to, to um, connect them, you know? The only thing, it would be cool to see them, what I would think would be in terms of plot-wise, they would, they would have to address hardcore, like the snap, right? If they truly are part of the canon, right? Like, they have we have to see like you know did some some of them get snapped out of existence how did they deal with the chaos of imagine that even just a season of them dealing with the chaos of the snap you know if like let's say if luke and jessica were snapped and then charlie cox is still there that would be dope to watch and i don't think that'd be super hard hocus pocusy because it's not like that this this different you know that's that all right i'm done i'm done <laughs> now yeah like i think all that shit could be addressed with like a couple of carefully placed like pieces of dialogue here and there you know and with like and some like carefully addressed scenes and shit all of that stuff could be addressed but to get rid of john bernthal charlie cox um who's the chick that played jessica jones i forgot her name wow we're horrible for this just put john bernthal as logan all right oh come on (laughs) jesus christ no he should be logan Nah, man. Nah, that's our Punisher. That's our people's Punisher right there. Nah, nah. Dolph Lundgren all day. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter yeah, was right. Name. Yeah, yeah. For example, yeah. So to get rid of, you know, like John Bertha, Charlie Fist. Cox, Quick. Kristen Ritter. Oh, I don't know Iron Fist. So, 
that guy from Game of Thrones. Word, word, word. And also, like, Luke Cage. I forgot his name. So we got Finn Jones for Iron Finn Fist. Jones, now, yeah. I'll never forget Luke Cage's name. Michael Coulter. Coulter. He was the Michael man. Michael Coulter, right? He was the man. That, that mountain of chocolate manliness. He's the man, but you want to see him gone for yeah, good, right? Yeah, come on, show. man. Is that once I saw him sign up for other shows, I'm like, how's he gonna make time for Luke Yo, Cage now? You want man, all these? He can't work. What's going yeah, on? Like you're like mad possessive. My like, guy's on like two other networks. You want all these people to become destitutes amongst COVID? Nah, they'll get the check Damn. from Biden. Biden's gonna cut new checks for all of us. <laughs> Wavy. Yo, I'd be okay if Biden cuts specific checks for the Daredevil, for the Netflix, you know, Marvel characters and renews their seasons. I, yes, that's why I voted for him. Like, that's what we got to do. Yes. I mean, while bringing up stimulus checks, it would be nice to get another one to cover all of our entertainment expenses, considering that we have Comixology Unlimited, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. We all, like, come on. That's already, what, like, almost 100 bucks a month just on entertainment from all the outlets that we got to consume to keep our fans informed and entertained. Mm-hmm. It should be and, tax write-offs. And we're supporting the economy, <laughs> right? We are an integral member supporting the comic book industry, which eventually this leads, you know, we're feeding comic book artists by our support of these services. And I'm assuming or something or some big company, one or the other thing, probably Comixology is owned by Amazon. So it's just probably just going, <laughs> money's going to Lord Bezos and that's it. But on our page, if our fans want to go out there and check it out, which reminds me, quick shout out to our fan base in India, which as per our metrics has been surprisingly large. We never expected that. Shout out to everyone in India, whoever you may be, keep downloading and keep listening. We see you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, yes, totally. Though, I think just to add to that, I think it's very cool that we're seeing exactly that, that we're getting consistently downloaded in India. If you're listening to this right now and you are from India, we would love to hear from you. Either, you know, yeah. send us, shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com or, you know, message us on, on our Instagram, Instagram account, yeah. you know, just legion at legion on Zoom. And, and we would love to know, like, what, where are you from? What, what part of India? What, like, what, what do you like about this show? And what would you like for us to talk about? Uh, you know, just we'd be love to hear from you. Yeah, we're And also shout out to our third mar- um, biggest market, which would be Mexico. So, yeah, thanks, guys, too, just in case. All right. Yeah. For that, thanks, mom and, and, and sister for listening to my show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we got we know also our boy Ricardo, you know, or he, he's also listening from Mexico too. Like we've commented on him before. Yeah, um, but essentially I forgot what I was saying before I mentioned the fan base in India. Anybody remember exactly? I was on a, a specific train with that. Well, we were talking about how uh, Rod hates like the the all the Netflix shows and just the characters and wishes them to never come back. Right. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was saying, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I was saying that it'd be nice to get another stimulus because that way we can pay all right, off all our entertainment begging, expenses. Maybe we should stop begging at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I think, and then the, I guess just to wrap up the last news, right? Because we got some cool news casting uh, uh, from, from Stargirl, no? Like we were actually just talking about this off air, right? About like, so Jade uh, and Cal- Eclipso have been yeah. officially cast in for season two of Stargirl. And I know close to nothing about these characters. So this is on you guys. <laughs> What's up? Let me see. If I'm not mistaken, Eclipso is some form of deity like a minor deity and he's a green lantern villain and jade is the daughter of green lantern alan scott 
who got her powers passed down via her father because he got his Green Lantern's ability via magic from a stone. Yeah, his jizz had like the Owen willpower <laughs> energies on it. I don't know what the fuck happened. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's as far as I go with that knowledge right there. That's as <laughs> that and that's just off the top of my head. But it'd be interesting to see how they get played into like the whole Star Girl show, which I can totally see happening. Yeah, Eclipso is probably gonna be the main bad guy. And Word. I I remember that character as a Captain Marvel villain, but it might be Green Lantern or just like a DC universe villain. But yeah. He's like a magic-based character with a little gemstone that can take over anybody. I think like some shit like yeah. that. And I think at oh, the oh yeah for the post-credit scene of season one, they show like I don't remember which character exactly, but somebody finds the Eclipso rock or there's right. like a box labeled Eclipso. Right. Whatever. And with Jade, so tell me with Jade, is she like does she have like Green Lantern powers without a ring or like what, what's what's her deal? Yeah, the best way I could put it, as far as I remember for Jade, imagine Green Lantern abilities with a Human Torch aesthetic in green. Oh, oh shit, that looks dope as fuck. I can, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah think, from, from the comics. I don't know if it'll go that route. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, now I give that description more to Fire from um, Fire and Ice of the Justice League International. But yeah, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cause she's I think like a, she's like a, like a green-skinned Green Lantern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So like she glows when she uses her powers and stuff and stuff like that. Um, her direct connection, how it goes with the power battery and Oa and the core, that I'm not sure though. All that stuff gets intricate. It's like being a cop and being part of a crease, you know, like a precinct as you guys would imagine in different tiers and shit. So that I'm not too sure of. Yeah, and I was I was actually blown away. I didn't even know that she I didn't know that Alan Scott had a daughter and that it, you know she's like a you know superhero. So that that's kind of cool. And also like just as you know just doing you know due diligence of <laughs> googling this information, I found out that she's also the daughter of a character called Rose Canton, also AKA known as Thorn. Which this is a character that I just recently knew learned about because she's like basically used heavily in the Superman run by Brian Michael Bendis, um, which is an okay run. It's not an incredible run but it's okay um and and it's it has great art <laughs> that's one of the best things anyway but but rose is an interesting character because she's like has kind of like what we were saying with moon Knight. she has like multiple personalities like it's just two basically actually it's rose which is just like regular person and then thorn she's the superhero but she's like a she's like a loose cannon <laughs> we're going back to some of the terms we've used <laughs> so far where where she has like superhuman strength and that kind of stuff and and it's one of those things when she switches between one or the other she doesn't know what the other person did um and something cool that i just recently read because like brian michael bendis is also uh like recreated restarted like the legion of superheroes right and so apparently like rose is also like immortal so jade's mom is like immortal like she she's yeah like it was this this i read this one book where she's like we see her throughout all these different futures reaching until, I mean, not different futures. I mean, like moving that's, time that's deep until they reach the Legion of superheroes time, yeah. you know, which is like what year, like 3000 or something like that. I don't know, but that's, that's cool. So that'd be interesting. Cause if, if she's being introduced in star girl, like, damn, that's, that's going to be cool. If they start to then address these, you know, Alan Scott and this, the history with Thorn and that kind of stuff, it'll lead to an interesting season two. And for star girl. Oh, I was thinking that'd be so cool to see like a live action Alan Scott, who I low key hate his costume because he has a like a baggy shirt, but still, <laughs> it'd be cool to see fucking like a live action Alan Scott Green Lantern. That'd be epic. 
Now, yeah, so, yeah, that would definitely... And hopefully he even appears on the HBO Max show. It'd be cool to see Alan Scott on that Green Lantern show. I was thinking about that, too. But um, anyway, back to the main spirit of this episode, the heart and soul and spirit of democracy and the spirit of the Republic in America on the heels of the election, how we mentioned earlier on in this episode. Um, as I stated earlier, comics are an integral part of the comic book universe, whether you're talking about DC or Marvel or any of the comic book universes. Innately, like all worlds are held together by structure. And a lot of the times they happen to be political in nature. Like, no shit. That's how it goes. So, guys, there's something that I wanted to discuss with you all. Out of all the comic book political leaders that we know, which one's top or, or at the top of your list? Because I'm sure we might have different opinions on this matter since we're all very different people. Damn, that's a good question. The top, I think I just need a re- re- refresher of like, so who, who have been top political leaders? Because we have, we, have, we have political leaders in comic books do, that are like outside of the United States, right? So we yeah. have like, you know, obviously an, 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 a clear one is T'Challa, right? You know, yeah. king of Wakanda, right? So we have that outside and we, and we have like Dr. Doom, right? From Latveria. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, so, but then we have, but though we have, we've had people in the U.S., in the comic book world of the U.S., right, that yeah. t- were in political offices, like, like Norman Osborn was. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm confused. Norman Osborn, I know he's been well, mayor of New York, but it's still a position of leadership. And what you had, he was, like, wasn't he? Like I remember him being like was mayor. Jay Jonah Jameson, I think. No, no, Jay Jonah yeah. Jameson was. Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah. No, right? Because because he he no he was running Shield basically, right? It was became Hammer, Hammer. so that's well, it's not technically. A political right, I guess. Thing. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about Jameson. No. My bad. I was yeah. thinking about and Jameson. and Kingpin, and actually, and and we had Fisk became mayor as well. And I think he's the current mayor, actually. Of New- uh, I I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know exactly. But I in the Spider in the current Spider Man run, that's a big thing that they're dealing with. That Spider Man has to deal with Mayor Fisk, which is yeah. a, like crazy. And then you also have our dictator types, like you mentioned with Doctor Doom. Um, you have your Namar of Atlantis and Marvel. Then you have your Arthur Curry, who's the Aquaman of DC. Then if you want to go even off-world, you have a real dictator in Asgard, which is Odin. Oh. So, yeah, we definitely got our options out there. I mean, I would say, I want to start by saying, okay, from what I've heard, and this is going to sound a bit crazy, but... Dr. Doom is kind of like a Fidel Castro type where it seems like they've ruled with an <laughs> iron fist, but aren't the people in both Cuba and Latveria supposed to be like happy and productive from what we hear? Like, it's just that Doom is kind of like an ass about it. <laughs> I don't know. So I, not, not, I, I, I'm not completely sure, but I, I don't think the thing with Cuba gets tricky because I, I do know there's a <laughs> lot of people that hate. So I know if we've had any Cuban listeners right now, they probably just reacted, you know, <laughs> like they what? can either react one way or the other. And for the most part, no, they, 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 they've lived some oppression with Fidel Castro, course, but then yeah. it gets complicated, obviously, because, you know, you know, U.S. embargo doesn't help and that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, they're forcing them to fucking be terrible anyway the point is so with dr doom though i do that's true though right i do think I, I recently read a book i don't remember which one i think it's the the they, there was just recently a mini series of, of doom uh that was actually pretty good and drawn by salvador la roca which is like a pretty cool artist that i haven't Shout seen 
Yeah, like I haven't seen his work in a minute. I, I remember I loved him in X-Men and Iron Man. And so he was cool to see him do that. And where they do kind of show like, well, yeah, the people in Latveria are pretty happy. Like they, they do live in fear, obviously, because they do have that whole you know like china type of thing where it's like you can't say anything bad because then immediately you're gonna get fucking killed or something or like thrown into a dungeon but i do think they pretty much live a pretty prosperous life i think well you see like that's what i mean i think like when they created Iberia, they made it like an amalgamation between cuba and china you know what i mean where it's like you fear the big government but and that's the word i was looking for not that they're happy but they're prosperous. Those two things don't usually don't, they don't necessarily have to be inclusive of each other. You know what I mean? Like the people could be prosperous. They don't necessarily have to be happy. <laughs> and, and I will say at least one thing for him, for Dr. Doom, because also, because it's also not like, because we've had classic villains that want to rule, right? They want to rule the world and they want to rule a certain country. I think, but like just for like a power hunger kind of thing, right? But for Dr. Doom, it's not that. I think like Dr. Doom really cares about this is his country, his people, and he's running it like the best way that he thinks he can, right? But, you know, so at least, you know, shout out, you know, to, to, to that. He's obviously a bit of a, you know, dictator may not be the best approach, but, you know, he does care about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not doing it just to be the ruler, you know? Are we cutting like other worlds too? Like yeah. Apocalypse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For example, like, yeah, because I had mentioned Odin, but I, I guess if you want to go the antithesis of, of Odin, it would be Darkseid. Yeah. But you said Odin is a dictator, though. I don't know. I, I, isn't he sleeping most of the time? No. The Odin sleep occurs like once for 24 hours every thousand years or something. I feel crazy like he'd be chilling. Like nah. Odin is a dick, dude. If you remember, like in Thor Ragnarok, um, Hela exposes how much of a dick Odin actually is. He's known for being a giant warmongering asshole. It's just that by the time that we meet Odin, he's in his old age. So he's a softer version. So he goes from being a hard dick to being a flaccid penis. But he's still a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Odin, like, Odin is known to be a jerk. I don't know. He's taking in orphan children and raising them as his own. I don't know. What yeah. you mean? What you mean after he slaughtered other people? So wait, 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 wait. So so he goes to where the front giants are, slaughters their people in war. Then as then as a as a sign of peace, steals the baby of what's this dude's name? The king of the frost giant, Larflees or something like that. Uh -huh, the king of the yeah. frost giants. Yeah, and then the, they're like, yeah, Larfe. Yeah, and then like we'll stop the war. Yeah, no shit. I have your kid. Like Odin is a dick. <laughs> That well, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to disagree. The yeah, only like, thing that's different with that too is got like because it it's technically weird because it's like is it a dictator? Because it's kind of like he's like a king, almost right, and it's kind of like a monarch. thing where it's yeah. yeah, it's a monarch exactly, and it's kind of one of those things where it's passed down by because his 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 father was the all father right, and then he's the all father now, and eventually Thor becomes the all father. Well, uh, he's actually he's the all father now actually in the current comic book. So right now Thor is the monarch of, of, of uh, Asgard, you know, Wait, but okay. So if that's the case, then technically dark side isn't a dictator either. Cause his shit gets passed down. It's a family bloodline too. Is it? I thought it's just him. Who came no, before him? I don't know his, this. His father, dark side guy. Um, what's his called? The Omega beam, the power Omega, whatever the fuck, the shit that comes out of his eyes um by like what like he killed his brother or some shit like that 
he became he became the emperor of apocalypse by like trial by combat if i'm not mistaken and i can see rod's traps flexing on camera as he types fact checking <laughs> fact checking <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> no yeah yeah but if i'm not mistaken i think that's like yeah it was like a blood right thing like because his father was emperor of apocalypse it's a yeah. royal family I, I guess we're getting just caught up in labels right like i, I yeah. guess what we're True. trying to discuss is is like uh leadership style yeah right? you can get like tied up with you know monarch versus dictator, dictator when yeah. i think dictator i think oppression when i think the asgardian people Right. I, don't, I don't know if they're oppressed, right? I, right. I would think more apocalypse, right? Because they're all like, you know, they're all raggedy and, you know, they, they have to work those like uh, flame engines. Wait, wait, right. But, right. but Rod, if you remember, we had looked up a clip where I think Darkseid gets his ass kicked and don't his people like bring him up or some shit and carry him away. Like those same enslaved people. So is it really oppression? So, or <laughs> is it fear or love? What is this from like the Goodfellas? Is yeah, it like, Robert De Niro's speech? Yeah, like, it's like, better to have people fear you than love you or some shit. Or maybe Apocalypse is just like a planet of masochists and shit. Like it's a total possibility. And maybe because it's that's how it works too. Like for example, like cult leaders and that kind of stuff. But like he's broken those people down, you know. Like he's tortured them for generations <laughs> and broken them down to the point where they they feel they have to rely on him to to survive, you know. To the to whatever basic shit apocalypse, you know, a dark side gives them, you know, they're like, well, they, they don't know how to fend for themselves because all they know is torture, you know. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, man. I'm I'm with Ron on this one. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of economical system you think exists on apocalypse damn none <laughs> flesh they trade in flesh <laughs> a couple of other leaders from the dc universe are black adam and sinestro oh Since yeah sinestro oh. actually unified his entire planet korugar mm -hmm. um, hell yeah and Bunch i don't remember too much about like you know the, the the ins and outs about what happens on that earth from from jeff john's run but I know that he's like the world leader, right? He's one. He's a, a one nation world. And but I remember. He, but they hate him, though. After a while, eventually, they he becomes hated by the people of his country of, of his world, um, because I think because he was he was kind of getting to the dictator's you know way of like oppressing and then you know by fear and that kind of stuff. Because um, then I think they tried to overthrow him at some point. Uh, but then wasn't his planet then kind of like destroyed, I think, too, probably Jeff John's run, which then pushes him to the side with Hal Jordan. Uh, but I don't remember all of that. But yes, I do think, you know, that's another good, good choice. And Black Adam, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he like a, a Victor Von Doom type where in Kandak, which is his country is like he, it's it's almost it's almost like a. Damn, this is going to sound stupid, but like it's almost like a benign oppression, <laughs> like where it's like they're not happy, but they're prosperous. Damn, benign like, like, oppression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 and he, he takes care of Kandak. Like, like the president is in the UN. The president personally deflects missiles in Kandak. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's the first, like he's the first line of defense. He's the representation in the UN, if anything. Like, it's a pretty, like, that's, that's, that, like, that's as much as being a monarch can possibly be. 
Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Like in Kandak to have like a one man Congress, a one man executive branch, a one man army. That's I mean, at that point, and I think I think that Kandak, like his people aren't enslaved, right? It is like Latveria where Kandak is a pretty prosperous nation. I know nothing. Yeah. I, I I don't know anything I, about that. I mean, I would say from the comics, it's like your generic Middle Eastern country, right? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like just profiting <laughs> off of, you know, oil sales to the U.S. Yada, yada. Damn. But you know what I've noticed, though? Most of these characters that we're talking about are all villains, right? For some reason, politics attracts villainy. It's like a, like mm. a backdoor to mm. power. Um, as fuck. However, there, there's one character that I've always liked, and that ties into the whole theme of you know the fact that we have a new president on Earth 23 in the DC universe. The president is Superman, and, and this particular character was designed to look like Barack Obama. Essentially, Damn right. He played a big role in um, Grant Morrison. Shout out to Grant Morrison. Um, we got news on him too. Uh, he, in his multiversity uh, uh, graphic novel, right, that character plays a big role. You know, his stories are like off the charts, like, you know, interdimensional, interworld adventures. Uh, I haven't read his Green Lantern stuff recently, but, you know, that's one thing I'm looking at. But yes, that Earth 23 Superman, uh, guys, look him up. Really cool character, really cool costume design, too. And come on, it's, it's, it's Obama. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah no and i that's a that's a really fucking good point you're right i haven't i've read up him in like whenever he's appeared in other stories right like i've never read like his proper uh, uh book and that'd be dope and i remember hearing news at one point that they were trying to see if they could cast like michael b jordan as you know president superman like what do I heard those yeah oh, but i think they were angling toward earth Two superman uh for Michael B. Jordan, who's a different, you know, black Superman. So there are two in the multiverse. Oh. There's the Earth 2. Uh, you guys can look him up too. He has a light blue costume with a white cape. Then there's Earth 23, who is essentially Barack Obama with superpowers. And whoa, whoa, whoa. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, of course. Or they could actually cast Barack Obama. Word. That'd be wavy. An honorable mention, though, talking about um black Superman, to John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel, who came to prominence during the whole death of Superman thing when he was originally killed by Doomsday, who is kind of like, essentially, like almost like an Iron Man type of character. He's like he's like DC's war machine, so to speak, as where you have a Colonel Rhodes who's in the Navy, if I'm not mistaken, and he happens to be black as well. You have John Henry Irons, who's a technical genius and i don't mean that he's a genius by technicality i mean that he's a genius with technology and he creates the steel suit and via his namesake john henry irons um the hero of like american folklore um he happens to wield the hammer and just a honorable shout out to another black superman out there that people might have forgotten and he was portrayed by Shaquille O'Neal on that really shitty movie from the 90s let's, let's <laughs> yeah, not you, forget. you just reminded me another uh another hero that's in politics is Jefferson Pierce as Black Lightning he's the minister of some shit 
And he he was he served on President Lex Luthor's maybe cabinet. He, maybe and he's like the... he's like I'm here. Oh oh, the education or something. Education. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say energy. Uh, he, he's <laughs> and, he, and he's like he's like I think in a uh, way back. I'm not entirely sure, but in Jeff Loeb's uh uh Superman Batman run, he's like I'm serving under President Luthor to keep him in check, essentially. Like I, I'm working the inside or some bullshit like that. Respect. Word. See, that's epic. That's epic, yo. Damn, I didn't know any of that. And I remember hearing, yeah, that Lex Luthor was president for a while, but I don't I don't I don't remember I didn't read that story or anything. Like how the, did that happen? And was it like legit? the best? I, I didn't read his rise to the presidency. I think that happened in the Superman book way back. I'm not sure who wrote that, but the end of his presidency happens in that Superman Batman Volume One, Public Enemies by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness. Which was also adapted into an animated feature. The fans just want to really just watch it versus uh, reading it. That was also adapted pretty well too. Right, because isn't that like one of I think one of the things the first things he does as president, right, is to say like make them public enemies or something like that, right? Right, (laughs) like classic. Like that, like like that's like come on, Lex. Like that's your first thing that you do. Like that's too on the fucking nose, man. Like shit. Yeah, like, I think I remember that from back in the day. And I see a bit of our current situation for the past couple of years in a President Lex. Exactly. That's why I'm a little bit upset. We we were almost (laughs) living in a DC universe. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) But without a Superman, though, I'm not not cool with that, though. (laughs) That's deep. Well, I mean, technically, we still do have Barack Obama on this earth, so. And also Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, which, come, come on now. Yeah, which who is technically in our earth, he's Black Adam, so. Exactly, exactly. So, and I'm pretty sure either one of them could take on Trump, <laughs> you know, but that's no longer an issue now, you know, well, depending on how much Trump decides to fight the, the, the results of the election, but like, hopefully then that's it. And we're done living in this like dark version of, of a DC version of our yeah. earth. Now we get our, our weekend at Bernie's president. Let's see <laughs> yeah, how, how long they can keep him like standing up. And also... Shout out to Kamala Harris for, I think, what is it? What, it's a triple historical moment. What is it? A triple threat? Pretty much. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Cause it's like first, um, woman. first woman. She's the first, would you consider somebody who's Jamaican, African American? I've always get, that's a bit of a tricky one. I think I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah, exactly. So she's, she's basically right. The first woman vice president, the first black person by, yeah, by uh, uh, vice president exactly and also and half indian half indian yeah so wowzers uh, damn exactly <laughs> fucking first i saw this really cool video of like all the past vice presidents and like all oh, hella hella white men you know and like and all like and the first ones look like a little like inbred you know <laughs> like it's like they all look too much the same it looks weird which early enough total possibility total possibility, total possibility. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. there's nepotism in American politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. hopefully, hopefully, some of that is starting to kind of shake a bit. Yeah. And, ju- you know I mean? and just to make a quick mention, because Rod said it earlier about like, so Grant Morrison uh, uh, news talking about his run, right? Just a quickly, quick shout out, because Grant Morrison, uh, as you, if you guys were wondering what was the news, is that so that he recently, like, I think officially uh, came out uh, as non binary, mm-hmm. right? So neither identifying as man or woman right and so basically somewhere in between just fluid and you know identifies using by the the they pronoun you know which which i think rod was mentioning earlier off the air that you you felt that you he's addressed that to some degree in past right i i not so much the non-binary thing but like the 
the ambiguous sexual orientation, like in past interviews he's spoken about. But yeah, I, I love Grant Morrison and props to him for coming out and, you know, Word. For whoever else he inspires to do the same. Um, right, right, right. And, and then we, just- we, we don't even go one episode without mentioning his work. Hell yes. And I think this is really big. I, I obviously I think for for representation in the comic book uh, industry, right? Because like, I, I was reading this, the, the interview where he like officially made the statement that he's non binary and, and, and what he likes about like, because he felt like when growing up as a kid in England, like there was no term for that. So he just didn't know and he would be like, he would cross dress and stuff like that and just be gender fluid. Uh, but now that there's terms that exist and that he can identify as it and, and use it. And, and, and they listed a few other uh, comic book creators and like writers and artists that identify as non-binary too, which I've actually never heard of them. Haven't really read their work, but I do think it's huge because Grant Morrison is fucking one of the biggest, you know, writers, especially for DC uh, uh, and, and Marvel too. Like he wrote an incredible X-Men run, you know, like it's, he's out there. And so you know, good to give that representation out there to, to for people to be like, yeah, that's cool. Editors note, the Legion on Zoom would like to apologize for using the incorrect pronoun when discussing Grant Morrison in the previous piece. Their preferred pronouns are they, their. We will make sure to use the correct pronoun whenever discussing their work in future episodes or correct ourselves in the moment. I honestly think as a whole for comic book creators of all sorts across the um the comic spectrum to be coming out in all shapes forms and sizes because i think it's about time that they took on a bit of the strength they write and ink and create into the characters they've made which is what i see you know what i mean i think they're finally being inspired by their own creations in a way because just yeah because just across the board like within comics um it like oddly enough yeah like um as the readers change from generation to generation it's been an issue to write about but we've never really seen an issue with the characters themselves being themselves you know what i mean comic book characters yeah they seem to have their struggles with their sexual orientations and things like that but for the most part at the end they always choose to be themselves i have um very little memory of any of any characters actually holding back when it comes to who they are. You know what I mean? Maybe because being a vigilante allows them such a, a therapeutic outlet. But um, yeah, I've always seen the characters that they create having the strength to be themselves. And I think it's just finally that, what's the correct term? That life is starting to imitate art. Oh, exactly. I think that's like exactly that's a very good point. Exactly, and then because because we see in our comic book characters, right, all of this that they they will you know overcome this adversity and then choose to be themselves, right? And, and so that's great to see the, the the creators themselves doing that. And and also just 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 like and then it's not exactly the same, you know, because for, obviously like with Grant Morrison, just to be sure, like it's 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 um it's how he identifies in terms of his gender. I don't know his sexual orientation because of that. Like it, it, he, he could just still be heterosexual or it depends like what he, what he uh, sexually, you know, he's interested in. But in terms of how he identifies in gender, that's he's like where he's like, it's fluid. And, and cause I remember also reading like recently, like uh, not that long ago, like I think was it Brian Michael Bendis that ended up changing that Iceman Bobby Drake uh, uh, is gay, you know? So for, in terms of sexual orientation and that he kept it hidden basically all of his adult life you know because it was during that comic book run which i didn't really love where they brought the x-men from the past to the present and then young bobby drake 
came out, but also in not in a good way not to get into that because Gene Gray forced it out of his head, which is totally inappropriate. Oh wow. Yeah. And and so then eventually adult Bobby Drake, because they they were both existing at the same time, you know, Iceman also had to, you know, deal with that and accept like the the difficulties of like being closeted in the X-Men for so many years and that's a kind of weird right because you were thinking the x-men like if you're gonna if you're gonna be open you know about your identity and gender identity sexual orientation the x-men would be the best place to do it right because i feel like there's you know like it's a very diverse group and i think you would they would be very uh, welcoming uh for diversity i've never heard that fact that gene gray forced that out of um iceman's head that's insane that's like how yeah. like how long ago was that? This was I think three maybe f- three to five years ago or something. Because actually, because then Brian Michael Bendis got some backlash from it. Like people were exactly what I was asking. Exactly you know, what I was asking. Yeah, because they were saying like that's not the that's not cool, dude. You know, because it's like, it was just basically Jean Grey, young Jean Grey from the past. You know, basically prodded his mind and and found out that you know he was gay and like confronted him on it. So like forcing him to to come out and. And, and address and it was like you know brian michael Bennett, i think was trying to make it a story about like you know for him giving him strength to come out and deal with it but they were like obviously a lot no. of the, the the lgbtq community was like but that's not how you do it man <laughs> like let him do it on his own terms don't force it especially so intrusively by like going into his head <laughs> you know like yeah that kind of seems like it like common sense would dictate otherwise it would <laughs> just seem like yeah not that oh my god yeah that, that's so crazy that's yeah, so, yeah. that's so wild. Yeah, and yeah. So all we can do is hope that we see this wave of continued internal freedom continue to flourish across the comic book realm. You know what I mean? But um, one thing that we have to address before we end this little adventure, um, one of the most important questions of all, this being our political science episode, so to speak, we have to hold our own election here, the real election, the one that matters. The Legion's opinion. If we had our choice, what comic book character would be the president of the United States? I'm gonna cop out on this one, guys. Oh. I'm gonna go with Steve Rogers. Oh. I thought you were gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that you were gonna say Zack Snyder. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait. You just blew his mind. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. All right, wait, wait. Let's not, let's not go there. Who is the president in the Snyderverse anyway? Have they shown the president of the U.S. in the Snyderverse? Mm, no, nah, I right? Think, what about in the in the Superman movie? No, in the the Man of Steel. I think wasn't there. Oh, there's a scene in Congress for right in in, in or in BBS, BBS, right? Yeah, there's a senator that's like at odds with Lex Luthor. But anyway, <laughs> cutting back to why Steve Rogers should be the president. He has served in many, well, at least a handful of wars, right? World War II? Oh, no, 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 because he was frozen in time. So maybe one war he served in? All right. And against the Nazis. Number two, he's used performance-enhancing drugs. So I assume that that policy toward drugs is going to go across the board and he's going to legalize all kinds of drugs, whether it's gamma-infused, you know, or other types of drugs, right? Whatever. And then number three, the reason why, is that he's gonna obviously promote physical health. He's a physical specimen, whether or not that 
includes the usage of performance enhancing drugs, like the super soldier serum, whatever. Maybe he's just going to start pumping up Americans all across the board, creating like a super soldier army. Anyway, you know, he's from Brooklyn. That's a fourth reason. That's why I want Steve Rogers as my mm. president. Damn. Damn. <laughs> That's great. It's a good argument. Those are very good points. Exactly. You had like a thorough, I think, I think we're good, right? Then that's it. I, I vote for Steve Rogers too. Like, I think that's it. Like, that was really good. I like the argument. It's maybe because the, 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 using the, 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 the power enhancing drugs. Exactly. You would yeah. know that he would put a stop to the drug on wars appropriately. Yeah. Right. The, the industrial prison complex, all that stuff, man. He's also the earth and he's not afraid to to go head to head with any other any other branch that wants to impose their will on the American nah, people. Fuck that. My pick for president of the United States would be Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce Wayne for president. I mean, just think about it. Like all his time spent as Batman. Um, Like just the fact of the shit, like the shit that he could pull off on his own. I point to you the OMAC project. Holy shit. Like, come on. That man can run the U.S. government top to bottom. And at the same time, we can have all the faith in the world that he'll have humanity's best interests at heart. Wait, so you're saying mass surveillance and invasion of privacy is a good Yeah, thing. but at the same time, <laughs> but, for, but, but coming from Bruce Wayne, yeah. I don't know <laughs> about it because it's still the principle of mass surveillance like that. I don't know. Like, I trust, <laughs> yes, I trust Bruce Wayne more, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll take Bruce Wayne. I'll take Bruce Wayne. I think he, okay, I'm not entirely sure, but I think there was an arc, again, Superman, Batman, where him, he gained Superman's powers through some hocus pocus. And I think he tried to like usurp. I think he's so militant as as a personality that I think he will eventually abuse the power, right? And like you said, the OMAC project, he's gonna eventually try to impose so much justice or order. I think he's gonna, you know, go that route of like a Sinestro or something like that. That's just my opinion. Damn, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Damn, those are good choices. And good, good arguments. I don't agree with everything, especially with the first one. Then if anything, then if anything, then if anything, you know what? Because I switched <laughs> my choice, then I'll post this as an alternative. And I'll go with government first. President Thomas Howlett, also known as, yep, President Logan. I think that Logan, with all his years of experience in different wars, different countries, diff oh, you know, like different armies, things like that, um, like his, um, his deep appreciation for philosophy, you know, like he definitely has a sense of loss. He has lost. Um, I think that aside from Bruce Wayne, my other choice for president, which I think would actually work would be Damn, president. Logan. I don't know. I think, I think he just a note, a James Howlett, just the editor's note. Oh, I thought it was Thomas. Howlett. Oh, I thought Thomas was like the middle name. Exactly. Like James Thomas, something oh. <laughs> like Logan Howlett. I don't know if I had Thomas in my head, but yeah. Even though he is disqualified because he's Canadian, I think it's by birth. <laughs> You're right. You're correct. He could not be president of the U.S. 
Mm-mm. I don't know if I would want that. I think it'd be too much of a, I don't know. I think he, he's not known for his tact of like, in terms of social, you know, like I can I cannot see him s- settling debates between, you know, countries and coming up with agreements, you know, and like treaties and stuff like that. He'd just be like, fuck, do whatever you want. and <laughs> Just like stab somebody. But that's the thing. I don't think that Wolverine is like that at all. He's one of the most introspective characters in comics. He's not a savage. Like when, like when there's need to be, he approaches that. But he's one of the deepest characters in comic book lore. You know what? Actually, good point to that. Like, because he was the he he had when they had the schism, right? So Wolverine was the uh, basically the almost he said the headmaster for for uh, uh, the Jean Grey school for gifted youngsters, and and he was surprisingly not terrible as the headmaster, and everybody was like shocked, like how can Wolverine lead the school? And and he did a good job, and so actually. Uh, you know, it's not it, it's not the same thing running a country versus running a school of like kids that you're teaching them how to be how to use their powers. But that's that, you know, I can see that now. I can see it. I mean, but this is me being super woke. But um, hasn't that what America been for the past 200 some odd years? A kid with superpowers just trying to learn how to use them. Isn't that the great American experiment in essence? What? <laughs> the most powers yeah so in essence america yeah. is a mutant I, 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 yeah is it the youngest nation right with superpowers with superpowers yeah <laughs> okay yeah. yes who you got? Who you got, Miguel? What's up? I don't know, man. It's hard. It's actually, I've been thinking about this a lot. I can't really figure. I, I'm basically, I guess, like, because a part of me, a part of me is actually, you know, because as a, as a scientist myself, I kind of want to pick a scientist, you know, because I think that person's going to fix a lot of shit wrong, not just for the U.S., but in the world, no? And we'll figure things out. So, like, for example, a part of me, one of the first things I was thinking, I was thinking about Reed Richards. I was Ooh. thinking Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four could potentially be a good president because he would figure it all out. Like he would see like, what's the problem? All right, well, we'll just do this. And then boom, and everybody gets access to proper health care. Everybody gets access to, you know, a good, uh, um, you know, financial, you know, stability, you know, and he'll easily figure out like, oh, so what's happening in this other country? You know, like, you know, oh, they need this. Well, all right, we'll figure it out and they'll do it. Yep. You know, so I you know what? That has my vote. Never mind. <laughs> Reed Richards. I like that because then you can play with that variable, yeah. mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Reed Richards. I'll take Reed Richards. He can never. He can't step foot. He definitely can't step foot. In. He can't step foot as it is. Exactly. But if he's the president, Ooh. it's a declaration of war. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My only civil war. No, it wouldn't be civil. It'd be war. It's a civil war. war there. Yeah. Exactly. My only argument against him is that because he's not like. I think Reed Richards would be a good president also if he has a good cabinet, you know, because Reed Richards can be kind of um, socially like inept, you know, and, and just not like not make sometimes the best choices and and think sometimes too pragmatically about stuff, you know, without really understanding the, the, the nuances of like the interactions, you know, so especially like with, you know, superpowers, like I mean, countries, superpowers, um, I think he might be a little bit not the best at that, you know, but I don't think it. You know, but I think that would be a good workaround as as long as he has a cabinet that can support him. Like, where you know, hopefully, well, the, I think the first lady, Invisible Woman, would help a fucking ton with you that. Took I think. the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say that that would balance out the, I guess, for lack of a better term, would be unintended callousness that he would have. Yes, exactly. It, that would be balanced out by. Super Yo, this, 
I fucking love that idea. And here's why. <laughs> because then you have Wakanda, Latveria, and Atlantis. And now the United States is on the read Richard. So you have the makings of a huge Marvel storyline right oh, there. Right? Shit. The only thing about Reed Richards is that I would say that he, you know, he would be the president one hour of his day. Like if you have like a, a comic strip where he's going about like his day-to-day life, you know, the first one he's like doing like, he's like, I don't know, shrinking down into <laughs> some universe and organizing atoms and he's going to come out. Nah, and, but remember, I don't nah, know, but tend remember. to his kids and then he's going to, visit other reads from other worlds and you know in the afternoon and now nah, nah, but remember <laughs> he would have the full resources of the united states government as president so he'd be able to delegate a shit ton of his work throughout different departments because he would literally and he wouldn't want to right you, don't, you never know he, he he would have control over so much shit he, like his like his hubris has, has shown that's in also the past true. That's also true. to be like his downfall yeah he, he doesn't treat things like the way he should exactly right because he's so focused on the science and problem solving and things like that but yeah it's a good pick and it would make for a kick-ass story damn you're right i didn't think about it actually becoming a story i'm like yo i want to read this now i marvel where you at i hope you're listening to this and isn't uh captain britain like a political figure i I don't remember yeah we can't can't have him as president because that would be just something else that would be undoing the work of the founding fathers she technically she because right now in the comic books it's betsy braddock you know former psylocke is psylocke. is, is, oh, is okay. captain britain right now actually but yeah no but she's like captain britain is like this basically uh she represents britain obviously you know uh uh but like not as a political force she's like kind of kind of like the protector of england and britain and it, her ambassador to is she's the ambassador in other world which is this nexus of the multiverse so it's a whole other that, thing. But. That escalated very quickly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Reed Richards for president. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? They got my vote. I think Reed yeah. Richards won the election. <laughs> dope. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Dope ass story. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. That, that I guess, the Republic would be served best in the hands of Mr. Fantastic himself. There you have it, folks. And he would definitely cure COVID. Oh, right? my God. Like OD. that. OD. Yeah. He would also cure COVID-20 through 21. And 20, <laughs> COVID-20 through 30. Oh. And on that note, folks, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Always an honor. We will see all you folks out there again. Keep downloading and keep listening. And as usual, I'm Chez. And I'm Miguel. Rod. And this is the Legion, guys. Peace. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.